Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Sable Mayagiso, a recent Warwick Business School graduate and Shevening scholar from South Africa. He talks to us about his finance background and passion for education and social impact, which he plans to combine together to work in impact investing to further the prosperity of the African continent. So can you tell us your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? So I am Sebo, uh, or you can pronounce it as Sibo in the UK, uh, or outside of Africa. <laughs> so Mayagiso is my surname, uh, born, bred uh, in South Africa, um, and have a financing uh, background. So I'm a chartered accountant by profession, qualified with SEMA, and I've had six years uh, sort of industry experience uh, through more, various multinational firms within finance divisions. So starting off uh, within a, a tax-oriented role within the South African Revenue Service, which was in essence just a graduate uh, audit role dealing more with the compliance issues around tax compliance um, and legislation from a regulatory standpoint, um, and then progress to, to, to finance in, in its very raw form. Um, within Toyota, the the, the African uh, subsidiaries of Toyota Motor Company. Um, I started leading up projects, um, and I think that's where my appetite or, or, or my intrigue in actually doing an MBA started. I uh, got headhunted by Barclays Africa at the time, which has subsequently been um, called APSA Africa now, to lead up um, a cost restructuring within their retail bank. So I had a team of eight. Um, I led that project for 18 months, uh, delivered some significant returns when it comes to cost savings, identifying areas of, of, of the bank that were probably not profitable anymore, uh, how to sunset or divest those. Um, and that was my first foray into, into leadership. Um, and I thought, hey, I, uh, I'm great technically, uh, but I'd actually love uh, to develop um, and enhance my leadership capabilities. And and that's when I was like, okay, let me go and do an MBA. I've started leading teams. I'm relatively young. I uh, looked into the UK. Um, and in the fall of 2019, I enrolled at Warwick Business School, uh, thrilled with my decision, very much uh, a person who's learned so much about themselves, about business, uh, and looking forward to leverage this new toolkit. I call it a toolkit because... It's so enriching and it's it's so broad that you can literally uh, go into your toolkit and use whatever type of skills that you've acquired, learned, enhanced, or amplified, um, and be better off as a human being and professional. So we've we've kind of talked about your career path today and your your journey on to doing the MBA, um, but you're also um, a Chevening scholar. So can you tell us how you? out about Chevening, what the application process was like, um, and, and also how has that helped you on your career path as well? So that's, that's one of my greatest accomplishments to date, simply from the standpoint of what Chevening actually represents. So it represents uh, future leaders in their respective countries who, who want to have a meaningful impact from a social standpoint, from an economic standpoint, uh, but they, they want to play meaningful roles 
um, in the trajectory of 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 on of their of their countries, um, in the societies, um, and at a larger scale, me from a Pan African standpoint in my continent. Um, so 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 that truly is one of the accomplishments um, that I will cherish, uh, and I'm a proud Shevning alumni. I will always scream from the mountaintops about it. So my first decision point was essentially I want to do an MBA and I've identified the region I want to do it and it was the UK. Um, and then the next decision point was, okay, cool, great. So how are you going to pay for it? Um, then you go through the internet, you you sort of find um, what scholarships are available, uh, whether they are school uh, led or somewhat external to the school. And then Shevning was one of them. I think the Commonwealth is one of them. And then there's a, the, the slew of, of uh, scholarships available. Shevning literally jumped out uh, from the page for me. What then further capped it off, and I, I was literally like, okay, I'm definitely going to go for Shevning, was um, a mate of a mate. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it was one of our networking sessions. Uh, and she was going to Warwick. Uh, in 20, when you guys were going for an MBA, she was going to do an MSc at uh, WMG. Uh, she's an engineer by background. So she was shivering. And when we got to chat, I told her about my future because I'd known I was going to do an MBA 18 months prior to that. So I told her when she was just about to leave, hey, I'm actually going uh, to the UK as well. Warwick is in my top three schools. Um, and I was just fascinated to find out how she actually sponsored herself from a financial standpoint and she mentioned evening um and that's that's essentially we started talking about it getting more in depth about it what it was about what it entails what type of people they look for and then secondly so shevning does a very good job at actually really articulating what they want quite um succinctly and, and, and in a very simple way um they want to get to know you they want to get to know what you've done um, they typically ask four questions uh, around leadership, around uh, networking, around what your career uh, aspirations are, um, and then what you actually know about the UK. So they want to invest in people who have um, some, somewhat a good sense of self-awareness and a sense of accomplishments, and they've done meaningful things in the past. It's simply writing four essays, which uh, will be due every single year in the first week of November. You then, um, so submit your four essays. Uh, you get, then get shortlisted for an interview if you are one of the lucky ones. You go through a panel interview where they, again, they dissect what you've done in the past, what your future ambitions are, how you've led. Uh, and it's really an opportunity for, for the incumbent to actually talk about um, all the amazing things that they've done. It was my, my mostly my, my social impact work um, around uh, using education as a vehicle uh, to try and impact some meaningful change. So I used to lecture part-time on weekends. Um, I lecture accounting. Uh, I co-founded an NGO. Um, I used to volunteer at work, um, Shepherd's Keep, when I was still at the South African Revenue Service. So I've used um, education, which is for me is a strong passion point. Uh, and I said, how can I give back to my community um, through various initiatives, but more mostly geared through the lens of, of education. Going back to the application process, it's then talking about those things um, and then waiting a couple of weeks and oh, 
sometimes months, it feels like a lifetime uh, to get a the nod. So it, it's a strenuous process. It takes seven to eight months. You apply, applications open in September of the previous year and they close in November. You get the final decision early June. You have to then sign off in July with a firm offer from your school. And then you are off either in August September, October, depending on when your school actually commences their their year, and it's you 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 go you go to the UK. You have such an energy and great passion when you speak, and you've you've already touched upon this. If you can elaborate on that a little bit more, what was it like your experience studying in the UK, and did you face any challenges? Listen, it it, it can it can be as small as acclimating um um to 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 a particular country um uh to 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 as large as um especially in my instance with with covid actually uh, emerging um to mental issues that someone might um actually uh encounter um you know just from a personal standpoint to 40 nationalities in one class um is accept socially acceptable what is not socially acceptable um just from a human standpoint will they like me will they not like me am i too abrasive am i not too abrasive um from syndicate work um listen i, I can break it down but from a very high level um my experience in the uk overall was i look i will look back at that time with with fond um uh, sort of memories uh, it was to this day, it's one of the, the, the best experiences of my life. I've grown immensely as a man, um, as a human being, uh, and as a leader. So, so now taking a step back, my main objective of the MBA for me was not the, 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 the theoretical side. Uh, I'm a child accountant, um, a child management accountant. Um, I lecture. Um, I, I, I read up quite extensively. So for me... Um, the theoretical side was always going to be a bonus. Um, for me, I was very intentional about uh, putting myself outside the comfort zone from a leading standpoint. So well, what type of human being am I? Uh, what type of leader am I? So building that self-awareness, um, understanding uh, when um, certain triggers happen uh, for me, when, when am I anxious? When am I not anxious? When am I leading effectively? When am I not leading? Uh, what are the things that, what are the emerging themes? Uh, I, I alluded to them earlier on, women empowerment and, 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 and understanding that. I come from a, an extremely patriarchal, divisive, polarized uh, country in South Africa, right? So it's quite different to um, sort of developed worlds and, and, and stuff like that. So how do I lead with empathy? How do I lead with compassion, especially within an environment that probably doesn't you know, cater to that. So it's all of those things. So so just experiencing the UK, the people, quite friendly, very diplomatic, and 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 so you have to read in between the lines when when someone from from the UK says something. But um, I I thoroughly enjoyed um, being in, in in an advanced economy, um, just pitting myself from just purely from a competency standpoint. I, Am I competent? Because everyone knows. Um, and again, I'll go back to the human element because we tend to forget about the human element. It's everyone has anxieties. Everyone has shortcomings. Everyone has blind spots. Everyone sort of has um, inferiority complex. 
Um, and, and we're doing an MBA, which is sort of seen as as, as, as a type personality with the bravado and you, you try, you know, and all of those inherent things that are associated with an MBA. But at a human, at a basic human fundamental level, everyone feels incompetent in some shape or form, right? And you always want validation either from the people who love you the most or, or, or just from yourself in order to be more confident. But for me, it was... Hey, I've I've done certain great things, but I've done them in, in in an emerging market. Is it fundamentally different in 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 the UK? I've learned no. You, you can, as a human being, you can probably uh, achieve great things wherever you are if you've got the right ingredients, which is hard work, um, some sort of uh, cognitive abilities, uh, and a certain level of humaneness. Right. So for me, the again. To reiterate, the, the the UK experience was 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 one that I'll look back fondly on, uh, with with uh, in terms of the explosive growth that that I actually achieved, uh, and the level of 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 um, travel that I did pre pre COVID. Um, for me, uh, fundamentally, I think once COVID hit, um, I I struggled. Uh, and that was my biggest biggest uh, challenge, uh, outside obviously of 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 dealing with with forty nationalities, outside of dealing with the pace of an MBA, outside of dealing with juggling and managing and the trade offs that are inherent within any MBA year. It, it literally was COVID and subsequent um, mental issues that that come with it. So I I, I fell into a mild depressive state. Um, because I think it was you in a foreign country. Um, there is a global pandemic happening, um, and you sort of have come here to 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 sort of enhance yourself and to um, to learn as much as you can, and and that has been abruptly cut short. The isolation from the people that I'd closed with in my MBA class, uh, the family that I've I'd gotten there. And don't get me wrong, the support was there, but it, it just for me, it just felt like I was in this deep dark hole where I just couldn't, you know. And that was that was the biggest issue for me. Um, uh, and, and and then I think how I, I went past that was I, I just started cycling. I bought, I had a bike. I started cycling in the mornings. <laughs> Being away from family, you know, I, I went home. I, I'm home in New York now temporarily. Just just I needed that recharge with my family after that lockdown and. I feel like I, I understand where you're coming from. You're not alone with that. And, and I did the same thing as far as getting outside. I, I started walking miles a day just to get outside. <laughs> exactly. Like on that point of being home, like I've never felt better. I'm, I've been home for two weeks now. Uh, I've never, I've never, never felt. I was supposed to stay in the UK. I had interviews lined up in the UK. Uh, to be honest with you, I was like, you know what? I just need to go home. I, I need to see my family. Um, and I need to be in a space that is familiar with, and and it literally is night and day, Kristen, in terms of how clear my head is now, how at ease I am with stuff, uh, and sometimes all it takes is just a sense of familiarity and and, and family. Um, so so totally totally agree with you on that point. Um, and then besides COVID related challenges, um, I think my biggest challenge was learning how not to lead. <laughs> or being a follower in 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 a group, you know, I, I've always been thrust into leadership positions, and that's all I know. Um, 
and for me, um, in the first term, I sort of took on that mantle. But in the second term, I, I, I told of was very intentional about stepping back um, and sort of being a, a, a team player and, and allowing other people to lead. Um, it was quite challenging because you want to butt in, but you have to, you have to, you, you sort of have to be very tactful. So I had to be, I had to learn how to be tactful. So for my biggest challenge was how do, how, how do you lead effectively from, um, from as part of a group? So that was my biggest challenge. And that's something that, and again, when I go back and say I've grown tremendously, that that's one of uh, the key things and key themes that I'll, 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 I'll definitely take on going forward. Um, in, in, in my career and my personal life, I've learned how to lead without um, somewhat being thrust into into the leadership position. I've learned how to lead within a team uh, and influence within a team. So then, before doing the MBA, you worked in finance. You also worked in fundraising as a as a volunteer with Shepherd's Keep. You founded your own NGO. You're quite passionate about education and empowerment. What plan going forward? Great. That's a great question. Um, so I, I think one of the things that I probably haven't brushed on or that hasn't sort of um, come up in this interview is is I've always led these two parallel lives, which is social impact and, and somewhat being a finance professional with the commercial expertise and business acumen. Um, so when I, when, when I took a step back and I was reflecting and I said, both of them make me extremely happy. So how, how then do I combine or marry these two worlds into creating or carving out a career that is meaningful? So I, I went on a search just to try and understand where exactly um, do these two worlds meet? And, and it led me to, 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 to impact investing and, and to a lesser degree consulting. I'll, I'll elaborate on the consulting. If you're in the right consulting firm um, that has a social uh, impact element, um, you will do well. So I've, I've been speaking to some uh, consultancy firms and they allow you to go uh, on secondment to, to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to, to work with kids uh, in Eastern Africa, which is one of my favorite uh, regions within the African continent. Um, you know, they allow you secondments for a year or two uh, to do that. Uh, I know McKinsey has an Africa Development Hub where you work on public policy stuff or you work on uh, issues that have a huge component of social uh, impact. Um, so, so for me, it was that that's what attracted me to those things, because one, you're building your commercial acumen. Um, and you're solving some of the most critical challenges in the world uh, from 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 um, from a commercial standpoint, uh, but on the other end, you have an opportunity to 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 work on quite meaningful structural social impact um, that will uh, uh, you know change uh, the very course of 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 Africa and Pan Africa uh, for me. Um, so impact investing. So those are the two key parts that I'm actually looking at. So impact investing um, and and essentially uh, consulting. But I'm very specific about what I want from a firm when it comes to consulting. And the ones that I've been talking to, uh, I've literally outlined that, hey, listen, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. I want to take two years, go and stay in Kenya, go and stay in Rwanda, 
um, work on, 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 on stuff that is essentially um, social impact in nature. Um, agribusiness might be one of them. Um, infrastructure might be one of them. Um, things that are fundamental to economies growing, things that are fundamental to, at, at a very human level, or basic level, people getting jobs, um, and things that empower the, the very marginalized in our societies. And, and, and I think further down the line, it's then probably uh, having a VC firm that, that has a, a social impact ethos. Um, I don't think I'm a co-founder by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think that's the DNA. I don't think I've got what it takes for, to do that. Uh, I'm probably selling myself short, but I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum as an investor um, in these type of entrepreneurs. They're small scale because you're building a portfolio. Um, you, you impact more people. You, you sort of go into different types of sectors uh, and different types of businesses. Um, and the business model has to have a social element to it, uh, which is either giving back some sort of proceeds um, to the environment or helping organizations or, or identifying organizations that have a social element to them. The final question is, what tips would you recommend people like yourself who'd like to study in the UK and are looking at Shiva? People who want to study in the UK um, and and also somewhat get shivning, right? Um, I think the first thing you must do is 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 know what you want to do. Um, know what impact you want to make in in, in the world. So you, you really have to 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 carve out it, it doesn't necessarily have to be specific, it can be broad. Um, for me, it was economic renewal using education. Um, and then I went to Warwick Business School. I learned about impact investing through engagements. Um, and then my my horizon expanded, right, uh, beyond just education. Uh, but the, the main theme was economic renewal within sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so you, you must, at a very broad level, know what type of impact you want to make. Um, you, you must already have some sort of uh, historic um, sort of behavior of leadership. Uh, so you must have demonstrated that. Uh, you must have demonstrated an ability to, to lead, to influence. You, you must have done something uh, outside of your typical nine to five or your primary profession. Um, and then you must literally know why you want to go to the UK. Uh, you, you you literally need to understand what the UK has to offer, uh, the bilateral ties between the UK and South Africa or Africa at large, um, what, what type of trade there has been um, and how the UK actually helps Africa. Uh, you must be literally at the forefront uh, or, or abreast with, with, with relevant uh, news around uh, Africa and its, its issues or South Africa, whatever your, lo your, your local office is. Um, and you must have a passion for what you do. Uh, I think that, that nothing trumps being passionate about what you want to do. Um, that, that takes you a long way. Um, competency is a given, but passionate uh, and the ability to articulate that to someone else um, goes a long way. Um, and then I think from there, um, 
reach out to people. Um, for me, I think the biggest one was the ability to reach out to people for assistance uh, and never thinking I knew everything. Um, that that helped me tremendously because it got me access to mock exam mock interviews prior to the main Shevning interview. Um, it got me access to people um, like such as yourself, um, who who were already at Warwick Business School, who were in the MBA class, who were Shevning alumni, who were Shevning at the time. Um, you know, and you start to build this web of network um, that helps you. So you never know anything. You literally have to be a sponge um, and you have to ask uh, all the questions uh, and allow people to guide, um, to guide you and, and, and give you um, some motivation if they need to and, and, and set uh, excellent insight. Um, so I think those key ingredients that I've just outlined um, for any person who wants to to go out and, and, and be a Shevning scholar in the UK. Those are certain critical, I'll call it a blueprint that you probably need to have. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's by no stretch of the imagination comprehensive. Um, it's anecdotal at best. It's my view and my experience. Um, so it's not the Bible. So yeah, so that, that, that's, what I, that's what I'd say. That's all from today's Modern MBA podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marie. If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. You can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at The Modern MBA, and Twitter at MBA Modern. And aside from Apple Podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, bye. Bye.